Well, good afternoon, I guess. Great day for talk radio, but uh, a dark cloud has descended on Toronto. And this time, I mean literally. Wow, Uh, looks like some weather coming in. There's always weather. This is the way they call it on the East Coast. It looks like we're going to get some weather. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess if I there's so. yes, if there's an atmosphere, as long as we're still drawing a breath, that's a good sign, isn't it? But uh, no, this does look ye ominous. It is dark and uh, it carries a lot of moisture, and it's just got that menacing look about it, like it's not going to be a sun shower. And so Danny was just mentioning that this is something that the uh, folks at Environment Canada are talking about. Damaging wind gusts may occur. Small hail, torrential downpours, frequent lightning may also be associated. The storm's expected and by the early evening hours. All right, so we're on the clock. It's just after four and uh, early evening still a couple of hours removed. So uh, hopefully that'll be the only thing removed. Of course, we know that the limbs of trees also come down in this kind of weather, and uh, you might want to batten down the hatches and maybe even bring the pets indoors. That's the kind of stuff, because uh, when the Environment Canada people talk about this, we heed their warnings. Although they say there's no specific time it could reach Toronto. I kind of think it's here, just looking out the window, just doing a visual assessment. Uh, yeah, it's to the north of us right now because I don't have a window to the south of me, but I wouldn't want to be on the lake right about now as the weather. And you can see the trees are starting to blow uh, a little more vigorously. And uh, all right. So well, it sounds like hydro's on the ready as well. You know, we've heard from past storms in this season how, you know, hydro uh, had to jump in and, uh, you know, power lines down, etc. So according to them, they're standing by and ready. Okay. Well, that's just it. Uh, We'll see what the State of the Union is when this thing blows through, and uh, hopefully it'll be all's well that ends well. And, uh, of course, we'll then get the requisite uh, kinds of things said from the various and sundry officials and uh, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I'm just giving you the heads up now so you know in advance. Speaking of which, you know, the mayor, look, with this whole thing along the Danforth, uh, he's been saying a lot of things, and we're going to pick up on that again. These are the inevitable talking points that ensue from a tragedy like this, and whether or not banning handguns in Toronto is the solution, or there's some other way of addressing it, because everybody's come in with a theory or some plausible way of tamping down the violence, and uh, we've got our panel slated to go just after 520. Now, when I mentioned a mayor, you know, there was uh, someone who was going to run for mayor, and yet he decided not to. And uh, I'm talking about, of course, the bad boy, Blaine Lastman. Bad boy is a figure of speech. Of course, that's the hallmark or trademark of the company and uh, the appliance chain that he heads, having taken over from his uh, father, who was one time mayor, Mel Lastman. Blaine's going to join us here shortly to explain what happened. You know, I I suspect because I'd heard that about three o'clock in the morning, this morning, he decided that he was against it, even though a lot of people had already put together posters and placards and things like that. Blaine had, it wasn't exactly Pierre Trudeau's walk in the snow, and he reached an epiphany because there was no snow. He looked outside and said, I can't go for a walk in the snow. It's too mild for that. But three o'clock in the morning, he had a change of heart. Now, Mayor Tory says that running for public office is no easy task. One thing I understand, because I've been through it, is the big decision that it represents for a person and for their family to run for public office. I mean, this is an immense uh, commitment that you make, uh, and I'm not asking anybody to feel sorry for him or me or anybody else, but it's a huge commitment you make, and you make it on behalf of your family, too. And so he decided that it was a commitment that he, you know, didn't want to make at this point in time, and I fully understand that. All right, well, 
We're going to get it directly from the individual in question, but the mayor went on to say he's happy to hear that he has Lastman's support in the upcoming election. indicated this morning he wants to extend his support to me in a job that I have that is a very challenging job. The issues that are in front of me and the city council are very difficult, complicated issues. And I've worked really hard and I will continue to work hard for the people at getting transit built and addressing affordable housing and addressing community safety issues. Uh, and I will value his advice on those and I intend to sit down with him sometime in the next little while to uh, to have that discussion. All right, that's Mayor Tory, And so uh, there is a putative candidate who's no longer part of it. And uh, the mayor, I guess, it looks right now to be uncontested. And a lot of people are dismayed by that. We'll see Sue Ann Levy's going to join us later in the hour. She does Tuesdays and Thursdays here on the Oakley Show. And I think she laments the fact that it's just going to be effectively a one-horse race. So why did Blaine Lastman decide that he didn't want to be a part of this? Let's find out directly. Blaine Lastman, a.k.a. the bad boy, has joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Blaney, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, John? John's okay, but I'm kind of... Confl- it's been a rough... It's been a rough uh uh, 12 days, but, uh, you know, first I got to let you know, the media have been unbelievable. The, the, they've given me uh, respect and they've given me the distance to make this decision, which was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life. Blaine, you don't have to suck up to them anymore. I mean, you're not running. Uh, you know what? No, you guys are a bunch of good guys. I mean it. Oh, yeah? Uh, honest to God, you, you, I never gave anybody the answer as to what I was going to do or not do because I didn't know. And I knew my window was uh, today, and I had to make a decision. And I'm real sad about it, to be honest with you, John. It's uh, it's weird, really, really weird. But it was like a roller coaster of emotion up, up down, and... Uh, I, I, I'm sad that it, but I did it for the, my family for right now, for the business for right now, and, and listen, this is the the greatest city in the world, the fourth largest in North America, and I can't do anything. Have I, I either have to go all in <laughs> uh-huh. or all out, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I'm a loss too. I'm getting calls from all different parts of the city. Unbelievable. Honest to God, I. I, I, somebody, like I was, I was thinking I would love to sign, sign in tomorrow, but I can't. Right. The decision's uh, irretrievable now because right. uh, this was a drop dead date. Listen, you know, there are some guys who had the posters and placards ready to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But uh, was it advisable then? I mean, you pull the plug sooner than get in uh, and then you're in, up to your knees or you waste in the water and you go, geez, I don't want to do this by mid-August. And uh, really, that's going to disappoint people who might have invested in you. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't have a chance. You know what? John, I'm doing it for the love of the city and the love of the game. Listen, since I'm seven years old, my father's been in politics since 1968, and all I—that's all I knew. I—I I didn't really, and and I—I'm I, so sad today because I love it so much. It was great. We were meeting with councils. We were meeting with business leaders. We were meeting with people on the streets. Everybody. Honestly, God, I, I I I haven't met. I shouldn't say that. Two people I met, who from from John's camp asked, uh, who asked me not to run, but I, I wanted to run. I wanted to do it, but I just couldn't make the decision because in the evenings, from twelve o'clock till about six in the morning, it was like an emotional roller coaster, and I knew it. And I'd go home, and I'd have to have that until the next day. And finally, I had to make the decision. 
Yeah, Blaine Lastman is with us on the line deciding not to run for mayor. You might have heard, but I just wanted to get it from him directly. So the idea that it was maybe your heart telling you one thing, your head telling you another, and it looks like the head won out in the end. But I have my heart. My, my, I followed my heart. It hurts, but I, I believe for where I am right now, right now i got to say it's not for me. Blaney, uh, you know, there have been some people who said, this is a PR stunt. I guess they don't really know how you uh, roll, but tell us uh, how you felt about that accusation. John, John, at 11 o'clock today, and I know you know because uh, you guys were on the newswire, of course, and your, your people were calling me all week, last week, every single station across the nation. At 11 o'clock, if it was a publicity stunt, I would have waited till after the 11 o'clock news conference to pull the plug. I've never had a publicity stunt in my life. When the media were calling me the last 10 days, I asked them to please be patient, please be respectful, and every single one of you were, were patient and were respectful. Every single one of you. So it wasn't about Bad Boy. I didn't even want Bad Boy in because it, it has nothing to do with Bad Boy. Blaine, let me ask you, because uh, now you came out with your support for John Tory, so how would that have squared, though? If you were going to run against him, uh, there's obviously some things you didn't think he was doing right, but now you support him. So how do you square that, sir? Uh, Because there's no one else to support. Oh, and if there were, you might change your mind about John? John, listen, John is a real, real nice guy, but he's got to start to get it done. What does that mean? Meaning he's got... He's got to make it happen. He's got to be an action man. This is a city that has a budget of six billion, over six billion dollars, a population of over six million, and it seems to talk and talk and talk, and nothing gets done. You need a, I would have been the action man, and I'm hoping John in the next four years, because he's definitely going to win. He's going to become the action mayor because you can't. Crime and safety. This morning I'm watching 6 o'clock CNN, and the first story on CNN is that they talked about the Danforth and that the crime, there were 228 shootings, which was more than all of last year. It's more than New York City. Whoa. It makes no sense. You've got to bring cops back. All right, now we're on to something. So the people in blue, they put their life on the line for us. I don't like them. I love the men and women of the police force. And they're the guys and ladies who are going to make it happen. All right, so that's one tick in the box of uh, something you would have stood firm on and maybe distinguished yourself from John. So anything else? Because How about traffic? How many times do you go by, do you drive, John? Oh, yeah. Okay, how many times do you sit in traffic, and besides is this construction site where there's no humans there? <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Yo, you're right. You're right, boy. So, so let me ask you this. There's a three-bid system. They don't bid unless they work morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. Go somewhere else. Well, there's tons of construction companies. And not only that, during the rush hours, they should be directing traffic to move it as fast as they possibly can. At their cost, not the city's cost. Mm. All right, you know, and the other thing, of course, uh, the city, a lot of people were upset. And I guess you learned a lot of this at the knee of Mel, your father Mel, uh-huh. when he was a mayor and a mayor of North York before that. I mean, you got to hold the line on taxes. People want to know that they're getting value, uh, the services are valued for the money that they're paying. Absolutely. All right, and so uh, how would you have approached that? Because the mayor, Mayor Tory, is saying, you know, there's not much in the cupboard. Look, we've got the refugees coming in or the asylum seekers. We need $68 million to meet that obligation. I mean, could you have gone to the province, to Doug Ford or to the feds and said, uh, you got to help us out here. Bail out Toronto. We're sending more money up to Ottawa than we're getting back in. Listen, Doug Ford 
loves Toronto. Yeah. Doug Ford loves Toronto. If if you work with the man, and the same with uh, Trudeau, of course they want to help out Toronto. There's ways around, and also we got to cut the fat. Where else is there with the the, the smart track? Mm. It was a beautiful presentation. What the hell happened to it? Well, you got to deal with council too. I mean, do you ever think Blaine? That's one of the things that hamstrung the late Rob Ford, as well as maybe John. Sometimes John aside, yeah. But you got to stay. Listen, I run a small business. I make decisions every day. You make decisions that are good for your business. You make decisions that are great for your city. You must make decisions. Every time you make a decision, you affect people. You know, uh, John gets tagged with being indecisive or sitting on the fence on a lot of things. But he's the mayor of the, of the fourth largest city in North America. You can't. you got to be decisive. you got to make decisions. You, you can go. You can get all the feasible studies you want. They ain't worth anything. Wow, you know, after our conversation, a lot of people are going to say, uh, could you reconsider Blaine? <laughs> no, but, but, but it's crazy. What about King Street? You don't want to talk about King Street? The pilot, yeah, it's not working for the local uh, people down there operating businesses. People are employed. People own. People put their livelihoods on the line. Never, we live in a, in a city where there's eight months of the year snow. <laughs> so that means no bike lanes either. I don't know about bike. That's a different subject <laughs> altogether. But you can't close them down. Right. You can't. I, the first day of, I, well, I would have had, I would have opened King Street. King Street's open for business. Whoa. Uh, yeah, now you're going to get more adherence saying this guy yeah. should have run. After all, by the way, it sounds to me like you've really uh, taken a lot of your cues from Mel because this is very familiar to me, having had <laughs> Mel on the show back in the past. You want to talk about windrows and you want to talk about garbage? Right. Windows, where are they? Seniors can't get out of their houses in the winter. Yeah, that was Mel's big campaign back in the, the late where 90s. Where windows go? There's no, there's no money in. It's all out. Where is it? You know, you would have had fun with the gig, eh, Blaine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Let me tell you, I, I, maybe, I don't think I'm going to sleep for the next year. Honest to God, hmm. I've had the worst. I'm getting all kinds of uh, emails and texts uh, that are so nice to so many people. Yeah. And honest, people have been, uh, and it would have been so wonderful for the people of the city of Toronto to get to know me better and me to get to know them better. And I, I think you know this, John. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. And. I can get along with anyone. That's what you got to do. And John is John is a good guy, but he's got to be an action kind of guy. Well, you know, maybe uh, this is a wake up call of sorts, and you lit a fire fire under the guy. I <laughs> hope so. Yeah. And, and and if that's the case, hmm. then at least if he takes one of these ideas, it's better for the city of Toronto. Then then I'm successful, and I'm delighted. I'd have to be the guy. He should take you into his council. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Blaine, uh, it's always good to talk, and uh, I know part of the reason you're probably not sleeping at night, it could be the caffeine on all those Diet Cokes. Uh, yeah, you know, when I used to. Now I'm down to one Diet Coke. Oh. I've lost 55 or 60 pounds from uh, working for the citizens. <laughs> I tell you, I love it. And uh, caffeine only in the morning, so it's all good. This is all This is all because it's city bills. That's where it comes from. This is where the energy comes that, But that's what you have to do. You got and, it. And you got to do it 365 days a year, and you got to work every day, and you got to get your own house in order. And the police need to be looked after. You need to get cops on the street, and you need to get in there and tell those thugs that 
this the days are over. We're gonna we're gonna go into those bad areas, and we're gonna because they have a choice. They either want to work within the uh, society, or they want to work within jail, and it's up to them. Yeah, they think they're bad boys. You're the bad boy. No, I'm a good guy. <laughs> you are a good guy, but of course, uh, with the bad boy empire beckoning, uh, he's decided instead to stick to his business. Blaine Lastman, not running for mayor, but Blaine, it's always fun to have you on. Thanks for your time. Two things I want to say. God bless Toronto. And for no other reason other than I would have talked to you every day if I could. That's I'm going to miss that, too. Well, that's something that, uh, you know, we can follow up on. Man, uh, here you go. You're uh, you're kind of getting everything stirred up. I like that act. Okay. All right, Blaney, we'll talk soon. Nice talking to you, John. All, All the best. And to you. There you go, Blaine Lastman, son of Mel. It's sort of shades of Mel right in there, you know, uh, a little bit <laughs> of, uh, you know, he has that P.T. Barnum aspect about him. I mean that in a good way, you know, really coming hard.